0: Welcome to MASH Forever! My name is Carrie, and I am hosting this podcast about the best TV show ever and I took a few weeks off and I'm back and today I wanted to go over current events I wanted to find out I wanted to share a little bit of trivia that I learned this past week and jump right into what we're gonna talk about today so before I get started I have Dr. Rebecca Pittenger, my friend Becky, with me again today. She's been on previous podcasts with me. You want to say hello to everyone out there? Hi there. Hi, everyone. That's uh, my friend Becky. She's a psychologist on the Central Coast. She's an artist, and she likes to create songs. And she actually composed the intro music for this podcast so very exciting about that and I've used it every podcast and so thank you for doing that. That absolutely.
1: was absolutely. It was fun. It was fun to do. <laughs> Super cool.
0: I called mm-hmm. her up one day and I said I need something that sounds like mash but isn't really but sort of is, but kind of isn't and she worked on it for a bit and sent it to me and I have two different versions of it and I just really really appreciate having something that sounds like mash to start the podcast. So to get us started, I always go over kind of current events, if I know of anything happening or I know of anything new in the MASH world. And December 9th, that MASH exhibit or the MASH signpost was supposed to have been exhibited in Washington, D.C., in association with the Smithsonian uh, Institute. And that was going to be, I believe, in an exhibit called Entertainment Nation, And curious to hear if anyone has actually gone there to see the exhibit. And if they have seen the signpost or not, be curious about that. Plus, there's some background noise. My dog is making a bunch of noise in the background. He is a Toto dog. If you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, he looks kind of like Toto. Uh, So he's making some noises in the background if you can hear him. Uh, rough rustling some plastic bags and stuff and then we're at Becky's and her cats are floating around also so you might hear them jumping around so just just so you know we're you know this is an amateur podcast so there could be some other noises then a little bit of trivia that I was not aware of and figured I'd, I'd tell Becky it and tell the listeners I I learned this this week. I was listening to Alan Alda's podcast, Clear and Vivid, and at the very end of that particular podcast, he told his guest that he had seen, he had watched MASH from beginning to end. Becky, how many times do you think Alan Alda has watched the entire series, beginning to end?
1: Huh. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, I wonder if that was the first time. I <laughs> just uh, I don't know. Some people don't watch or listen to their own work, and uh, other people do. It's kind of interesting. So, so what do you think he did what do you think he said for that?
0: How many times has Alan Alda as Hawkeye Pierce, Do you think he watched it beginning to end? How many times I'll say five I'll say five just as a yeah. He uh, once. Well,
1: that's okay. It wasn't he's only seen it once.
0: <laughs> and I was shocked because I'm like, we've all seen it thousands of times. So I thought, well, of course he's going to watch it, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've all watched it. And, and I remember hearing him say something about how most people can recite the lines better than he could. Uh, yeah. You know, and if you've read anything <laughs> about how he would remember his lines he would write it down on sheets of paper or write it down on Mm. something and if he was operating he would write it inside what looked like the patient's (laughs) (laughs) patient's body so so he didn't actually i mean he probably memorized a good portion of it but some of it clearly no because i've heard him say that more than once (laughs) so today i thought it would be fun to talk about favorite characters Mm -hmm. on the show and wanted to start with, for I just thought I would ask Becky a bunch of questions, and we can share our thoughts and go from there. Sounds good. Does that sound good? Okay. So I know I've heard this story before. You've shared. When did you
1: start watching Mash? Um, it was always on TV. Uh, I think I think it started it was airing the year before I was born, I believe. So it's always been on, but I think it was probably around eight or nine years old, or maybe a little before that, I became sentient enough to understand the show and, and, and really just kind of, okay, what's going on here? Who are these people? So, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it probably, you know, it was always one of my top, top favorite shows, you know, since I could understand it essentially. I was pretty obsessed with it when I was an early teenager. Like it kind of helped me get through some, some, some tough times. So, yeah. Totally, totally understand that. So, who was your favorite character
0: or characters back when you first started watching the show?
1: Yeah, when I first started watching, all through my childhood and probably teen years and all that stuff, was probably Hawkeye. You know, he's kind of the standard. Oh, he's the big, you know, the funny, handsome guy. He's the kind of the main character. So, it was kind of by default. Even even though I love all the characters, I mean, you know, Colonel Potter and Clinger, they're all funny and and, and great, you know, but, uh, it was probably Hawkeye and, uh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: So has Hawkeye remained your favorite character to date?
1: As as a grown up, it's actually Charles now, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the contrast. <laughs> yeah, now that I think of it, it's like it's kind of a contrast. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it is. It is interestingly enough, Charles. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. interesting. And have you seen David Ogden Stiers in anything else, either before MASH or after the show ended? Have you seen him in other productions? Yeah, he was in a Star Trek
1: episode, Star Trek: mm. The Next Generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he did a really great performance it was very poignant he, he was this alien from a planet where oh interestingly enough my 50th birthday is approaching it was this planet where they actually euthanized people when they turned 50 because mm. because it was like oh you know like rather than have old folks homes and things oh, like that you know right. and and so he was approaching his 50th birthday and he was doing this very important mm. important research that would save his planet and uh but he was supposed to do this thing, and 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 this one woman, Lou a Troy, they, they fall in love, and and oh. all, all this stuff happens. You <laughs> know, I cool. mean, I won't I won't give away what no, happened in the plot, <laughs> but um, very very poignant performance by him. I mean, you could probably cry wow. watching it because it's just so. He, he he really, as a as a performer, he just really has so much depth to to the characters he plays, and. And, um, you know, even if they have wildly different personalities, the guy in Star Trek that he played was very different from Charles. But there was there's this poignancy, you know, this, you know, this this um, this kind of sorrow that he can tap into (sighs) that that just. And I think that's why I like, you know, Charles is my favorite as much as I love all the other characters. You know, there, there are these moments where you could just be. it it just could move you to tears because of just the depth of his soul that he seems to be tapping into. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a good point. That's a really good point. He does. He has that. He definitely has a depth about him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I heard he got a start on, I might be wrong, but I heard he got a start on the Mary Tyler Moore show.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: of that, (laughs) he was, he was, I think he was guest star on that. And because of that, someone saw him from M.A.S.H. Mm-hmm. and thought to ask him to to become, you know, Charles. Right, right, right. I don't remember who or what or when, but...
1: Interesting. That would be interesting to take something. a look at. Yeah, yeah something yeah. about that. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I remember Mary Tyler Moore, gosh, that started...
1: Isn't that also early 70s? I uh, think? Yeah, early 70s. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe even late 60s. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was um, way, way back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then,
0: do you remember hearing when he passed away, when David Ogden stars? Do you remember where you were? I remember where I was, but do you remember where you were?
1: I do. I do believe, I mean, I think it was on Facebook. I, I, you, you saw know, it on Facebook. I, I think okay. I saw it on Facebook. And, yeah, I remember the mm. desk I was sitting at, which mm. is the office I used to have in my... My apartment that i was in before moving here um um yeah no i remember seeing that and just being like whoa he seems yeah. it, he wasn't that old you know so that was that was no. very sad yeah
0: it, yeah yeah i was in someone's my friend's living room and watching tv and it came mm. on like entertainment tonight oh okay i think it yeah. was a saturday night okay yeah march of i think it was march of march of 18 Mar- march of 2018 Oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so he's been gone almost five years yeah geez which is kind of kind of crazy to think of that mm-hmm. um so then the next question is um when you look at this series as a whole uh, do you prefer early years, middle years, later years of the series? Like, wh- where do you fall in mm-hmm. that? I've seen mm-hmm. that question a lot on Facebook. Um, yeah, like, are you a early Henry Blake? Are <laughs> you a mid? Like when Colonel Potter comes in and BJ comes in, right? You know, and it's pre-mustache BJ, and then <laughs> and then it's like Charles comes in, Frank Frank leaves,
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: then you've got Charles, and then mustache BJ, right.
1: I think it's I probably know. the later. I think later. it's the later stuff, and I think I mean I think part of it might just be because like it was still like I was old enough to really understand the the show while they were still mm. cranking out new episodes, so yeah. I was kind of ooh what's the next episode going to be? But also just the fact that like I I think I I do I do appreciate like. Darkness, I guess you could say, like a mm. range of feelings. I mean, here's a show about war, yeah. and yeah. and I, I think I think I love all the different time periods. They all have something really great to offer, but there's. You know, and I think just emerging into my preteen years, there was mm-hmm. just kind of this angstiness that a lot of us, you know, mm-hmm. experience in that age. You know, that, mm-hmm. you know. So just to see these characters going through their own dark times, mm-hmm. you know, I could relate to them in a sense. I mean, maybe not in the sense of being at war and, and stuff like that per se, but the human experience of like, wow, here's these right. human beings responding to some really tough times. Are they? And and they're actually shining mm-hmm. as people. You know, even through this darkness, they're they're shining as people and um even when they don't shine when they show their imperfections i mean that's really just deep i guess you could say yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so
0: today we're going to talk about uh, a few episodes Mm -hmm. of charles Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. that you like and there were a few that we talked about before we started recording Mm -hmm. so do you care what order we touch on them on i I think we just go with whatever Whatever i've got yeah okay so we actually sat down last night to watch, uh, letters
1: mm-hmm, from season mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: So can you tell me just a little bit about Maybe. why that episode was meaningful to you? And then I'm going to share what was meaningful to me about that episode.
1: Yeah. You know, it it's meaningful, meaningful to me on, on a, a number of different levels. Like, um you know, you you see Charles and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with these (laughs) stupid letters. What the hell, you know, I'm too, you know, and he's kind of self-important and pompous and stuff like that. And, and and I can relate because I have my own degree of self-importance, you know? Um, but then, then he picks up this letter from this little girl and there's this leaf inside that had fallen off a tree and it turned, you know, colors because it was the fall colors. And, and Charles just, it's just like his whole, his whole whole demeanor changes it's like he goes from kind of kind of like okay mm. what's this you know just very just kind of okay well let's let's take a look at this thing and i don't give a shit you know <laughs> <laughs> just, just like and then he just this like this sweet sadness just mm. overcomes him and 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 just seeing this leaf, you know, just brings him back to his own you know, feelings of home. And and I went to grad school in New England. I went to Dartmouth in New Hampshire. And I miss the fall colors so mm. badly. You know, here in California, mm-hmm. you don't really get the seasons. And, um, and, and, and I felt like I was transported the same way he was. You know, mm. I'm like, oh, autumn in New England. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I miss that so much. And just the fact that, like, he really... You know, suddenly he develops this this just beautiful appreciation for this this very simple gift that this girl sent. You know, like he, mm. it just it touched his heart so deeply, and the way he conveys it was such beautiful prose. I mean, I'm, I'm my eyes are getting a little watery even talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> it it
0: is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful moment. It is. Him. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think there's something about that. Like, he has this tough exterior. He's got this, like, armor <gasps> yes. that he wears. You know, yeah. he's got this impressive pedigree. Yeah. You know, he's got the family mm-hmm. wealth. He went to Harvard Medical School. You know, he kind of wears, you know, I, but then, like, there's these just moments where you see inside his heart, and you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, this person, there's a lot more to him than just, like, you know, the peacock strutting that he shows yeah. a lot of people, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my thought about the episode last night, I just want to share a little oh, bit. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree totally with Charles's uh attitude and response. And it is it is awesome to see him have more of a humanness of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. hmm Show show what's going on uh behind that armor. That he puts uh that he puts on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then on a lighter note, <laughs> well, actually, no, 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 no. I was really impressed with Margaret's letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, where she had the patient who had a severed uh spinal cord, couldn't mm. tell he was dying, couldn't tell he was having he was going downhill, mm-hmm.
1: and then she just sat with him, yeah. Yeah, that oh, that who that one really hit me. So heavy duty, mm-hmm. yeah. And just the way she had to be kind of in the line of duty. I mean, she's doing yeah. this for this patient's benefit, like just yeah. let him have his last moments. But yeah. for her, she <clears throat> must have been breaking apart yeah. inside. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. so that,
0: that one really sticks out for me of the letters. Mm-hmm. Then we move to Hawkeye's letter with the angry student and he finally arrived at the conclusion that there are no answers. Yeah. And find and uh told told the student to find the good where he could find it. That's right. I thought that was a really touching moment. It's like in life mm-hmm. we don't always have the right answers. Yeah, for yeah. for just life in general and and uh we're both Becky and I are both therapists. I'm mm-hmm. a marriage mm-hmm. and la- marriage and family therapist, Becky's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we sit with clients and it really is about this sucks yeah and there's no answers Mm -hmm. and there's no yeah yeah you know i do i do tell clients sometimes you know where is the good uh, in their lives so it's Mm -hmm. interesting how Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: that runs parallel to to some of the work that that i do and becky does in the world because sometimes Mm -hmm. there isn't an answer yeah and there may not be an easy answer for something
1: yeah and totally.
0: I also also liked how Father he kind of mirrored that back to Hawkeye and mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. You need you know, this is an issue that you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, that yeah. I yeah, so I thought that was really, really, really well done that episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So moving on, uh run for the money.
1: What was significant for you in that story? Yeah, you know, it's 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 uh well, I just love how Charles steps up and stands up for this guy who um if 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 you guys haven't seen the episode, it's there's a guy that who's been wounded and he he has a he has a speech impediment, he stutters. Um, and, and I think it was his commanding officer who, like, a lot of people were just bullying him, Mm -hmm. and, and, and Charles, like, steps up and just stands up for him, which I, you know, in that moment, you're just like, wow, that is so cool, Charles, you, you rock, (laughs) you know? But, and then the way he just really he he just you you don't know exactly why he's he's taking this guy under his wing and even mm. the patient is just kind of confused like why do you he didn't care that much <sighs> you know yeah. and charles gives him this prized book of his uh um, oh yeah yeah was yeah. it was it moby dick or something leagues under the sea it was some classic i i, mm-hmm. I would have to look at it uh, again um and and you find out at the end like charles's sister actually has a stuttering Issue because he plays back a recording of her, you know, uh, a kind of a, a a recorded letter, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it I like that because you it really you go into his history a bit, you know, like you yeah. you kind of find out okay why, you know, again, like, okay, he comes across as very pompous and arrogant, yeah. but he's got that, that softer side where we're like, okay, wow, he's probably seen his sister get bullied and, and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's been through, you know, some trauma and stuff like that. You know, I mean that, I mean this, you know, this is, this is, this is something I'll talk a little bit when we talk about the last mash, you know, the the trauma aspect of things, but, yeah. um but yeah. And, and so I I think just having that experience with his sister, like he's, Mm -hmm. he's just become just a very empathic soul. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That, that was a very good episode with that, with that part. Yeah. That section of the storyline for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah. So we'll move on to the next episode. We'll talk about stars and stripes. Uh, This is Jack Scully's final episode.
1: Where this is his
0: third time visiting MASH and visiting Margaret. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the storylines of of the episode as well. Uh, But this one was interesting because BJ and Winchester had to write a paper together.
1: Right, right.
0: And that got very,
1: (laughs) very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was in this very prestigious journal. And and at first they're just like, let's, oh, we're so great. You know, they did surgery together that was very, like... They, they they were just very thinking out of the box, it sounds like, you know, in terms of saving yeah, this guy's life, yeah. doing this intestinal type of thing. And, um... And and yeah no it's funny because at first they start out all congratulating each other it's like oh this is great let's let's drink my scotch together let's freeze out Hawkeye because he's not cool like us you know <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but then they fight like cats and dogs and yes like, <laughs> oh my gosh like okay who like who gets more credit and all this stuff and it, and finally at the end you know Potter and Hawkeye come and they're like oh hey this was. This was a team effort. Like look at the people who triaged this guy. Yeah. Look at the, the guys who like like got him got him here in the first place, the evac unit and things like that. And and like and what's cool yeah. and you observe this, which was really cool, was it like 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 when they they finally kind of come around to, "Oh yeah, this was mm-hmm. a team effort." It was Charles who stepped up first. He he stood up yep. and said, "Hey, yeah, this was a team effort," mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and and um yeah, and so so that was that's cool because um you know he he he's he's able to really see like when when someone says like hey come on take a look at this like he he doesn't just go no no I'm great it don't you know I'm not gonna yeah. listen to you he yeah. really does listen you know so so again there's this what I love about Charles and and I know when Larry Linville left it was. Like, at least what I've heard is that he, he felt like his character couldn't mm-hmm. really develop. And yep. There wasn't really room for yep. that. And with Charles, it's like, okay, here's this guy who's kind of the pain in the butt character. It you is. Know, but there's yes. just like, there's, but he has such a human side to him, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
0: definitely, definitely. And, and I like how they explored his character more fully.
1: Yeah. Throughout mm-hmm.
0: the years he was on the show. We were actually reading or watching uh, Fade In and Fade Out today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where Charles comes into the picture and it was interesting because he com- was just a complete mm-hmm. pompous mm-hmm. jerk at that point right? right or right. could be seen that way right. and it's amazing to watch his character progression mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. over uh, several years there and it was interesting because mm-hmm. I saw David Ogden Stiers in an interview one time and he said that when he first got to M.A.S.H., uh, he really, you know, actors are concerned about how much do they get to speak. Uh-huh. And then he realized it was more of an ensemble and it was more about putting, mm, putting the show ahead of uh-huh. everybody. And everybody just put their best into the show.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: that was really neat to hear, hear him say that. And I've got a question for Becky that I'm thinking about right now. When was the first time you actually heard him speak? Not as Charles, Not as and didn't I oh. didn't understand it. I was so young, I, I didn't understand yeah. why. Like, oh my gosh. why did he didn't sound <laughs> like himself?
1: Like, he didn't sound like Charles. I'm like, what is going on? I had oh no my idea. Gosh. Same here. I I was I was a kid or a teenager, and and I think he was in another role. I don't remember what it was. Oh, and okay. he's just like speaking without his accent, and I uh, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, which is the the real, real one? The real way like he one. talks is a <laughs> yeah. And it turns out like. Like, like, yeah, yeah, he, he actually doesn't. And and it really does change the way he sounds. Yes.
0: You know? Yes. I uh, heard him when they did the documentary, um, the making of mash. Oh,
1: okay. I believe
0: Mm -hmm. that came out in like 80 or 81.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I'll never forget his voice
1: (laughs) on there. I
0: was so young and I was like, I had no idea why, (laughs) why it
1: was different. Like. Huh? It didn't, it didn't sound like him. Oh, yeah. Um, Years later, when I saw that Star Trek episode, I still couldn't get get over him not oh. t- talking like Charles. I'm like, wait, no, he doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to move on to uh, Heal Thyself, which is an awesome episode in season eight. Just a lot, a lot of funny uh, things that happen in that episode, along with some pretty traumatic
1: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: things happen in that episode. And uh, I just want to point out there's a couple of things that are interesting from a logistical standpoint and a blooper standpoint. Uh, logistics, the OR is not set up in the same pattern. Mm. The tables are set up differently in that episode, and I think that's the only episode in the show in throughout the run of the 11 seasons that it's set up differently, mm-hmm. I believe. And yeah. then if you look at a blooper reel of the show, uh, Loretta Swit actually, after after... Newsom leaves the operating room mm-hmm. unexpectedly and hawkeye and margaret are standing there hawkeye's like i've got to get this done and he points and mm-hmm. he's got to finish you know this patient or that patient uh-huh. and in the blooper reel loretta swift picks up a, a saw <laughs> <laughs> I'll show it to you later. It's in the blooper reel. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's fun to watch the blooper. If you've never watched the blooper reel from from Mash, you, you need to you need to watch it. Uh, it's it's very interesting uh, just to see them behind the scenes. And in one of the bloopers, uh, Loretta Swit and Harry Morgan are wearing uh, Star uh, Star Wars masks as they come into the swamp. <laughs> very interesting it's very very interesting okay so heal thyself we just watched that episode this afternoon Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. very funny in some moments between uh colonel potter and charles Mm -hmm. uh so Mm -hmm. becky what were your what were your thoughts yeah
1: yeah yeah no i think i think it's just (laughs) I, i it's just so funny how they they have such different aesthetics and and the way they insult each other's music preferences book preferences oh, right. it's just so colorful as like <laughs> colonel potter's like your music sounds like a banshee <laughs> caught in a bear trap and, and like <laughs> like charles just like oh this, i get ah i wish i remember exactly the words he used because it was really it was really funny but um but yeah i mean they're training these insults and, and yeah, no, it's just like it's just funny the language they use to just kind of completely <laughs> slam each other's tastes and things, and and also just I love I love Charles's relationship to music, like yeah. you know he uses music to escape from the war, you know, yeah. and it just keeps him sane, and and that's my relationship to music too. I write and record music, right. I listen to music, and and you know just it helps me get through life and my mm-hmm. work week and everything, you know, just. Um, so, so me and Charles really have a similar relationship to music. So, mm-hmm. I mean, different kinds of music, but, you know, yeah. I can really kind of really relate to that. And, um, you know, and, and, and when we kind of for- fast forward to the very last mash, you know, he says at the end, like, uh, and, and this was my introduction to the nature of trauma. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I probably... Should have known. I think at that point I was already planning on being a therapist. But um, okay. You know, like he said, like you know, I used music to escape from the war, and now music will always remind me of the war. Mm. Um, you know, just like, like not only what happens in that episode, yeah, which is very tragic. He he sees some musicians die, but um, but um, you know, just but just the fact that he was just kind of, like like, what was it, like, he he was just, he had this music, like, throughout the war, and, and, yeah, it just, it turned around, it became a reminder, you Mm. know, because he was exposed to it during this, this whole trauma, and, and that, that always, you know, always stuck with me, like, wow you know just like how something beautiful could become something tainted you know Mm. and and just the way he says it is just like so so sad and beautiful you know how how he talks about that you know so yeah yeah. Yeah. do you see
0: so he comes home from the war fast forward 10 years do you think music is still not a part of his life or do you think do you Mm. think what do
1: you think music what role do you think music plays in his life I, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I hope he comes back to it because it's yeah. his love. I think I think after you you know after you're away from the trauma, the actual thing causing the trauma, it, I I hope he lets himself listen to music because it would it would begin to have new associations. Um, you know, I went through some incredibly bad trauma myself, and um, I actually avoided music for mm. for the reason that uh-huh. that, that I stated with Charles in the war. I was I, I stopped listening to my favorite music because because mm. I didn't want it to be be associated with this thing I was going through and. But you know, I, I eventually did come back to it, and 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 I realized, you know, even even if I had been listening to it during that, like, you know, I could make new memories of it. So mm. I think his love of music yep. is so strong. I think he would have to come back to it. I just think yeah. he would. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. might take him a while. It might yep. take him a year or two. But you know, I think he, I think he would.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. I read something about the that last episode, and they said that. It was written to. It was written to have everyone leave with something significant that that happened to them. Mm,
1: yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, yeah.
0: Hawkeye's breakdown. Father Mulcahy mm-hmm. loses, uh, his, loses hearing. his hearing. Yeah. Part of his hearing. Klinger gets Cling- married. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was it was it was definitely created that way. So mm-hmm. that it could,
1: mm-hmm.
0: some significant life event happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which I think was good, which I think was good. Cause, cause there are, you know, as the show would, would go over and over about there, there are real consequences to Mm, war mm -hmm. and i I, i'm kind of glad they they ended it that way yeah very very glad they ended it that way Mm -hmm. um anything else on the last episode goodbye farewell and amen that you wanted to add about charles in that episode
1: yeah 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 let me let me think um you know it's just it was it was so wild how you know i remember watching it when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and and the whole part with him like Trying to get these musicians to play <laughs> Mozart. It's so funny, and you're just kind of busting a gut laughing. You're just yeah. like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, stop. This is not <laughs> terrible. And then, yeah, and then just the way it ends, you're yeah. just, like, so heartbroken. So I mm-hmm. think just, like what you're saying about these life events, this, these, you know, major things that happen to people, it kind of draws you in, and you mm-hmm. feel yeah. what he's feeling. You get this shift in emotion from this bust-a-gut funny ha-ha-ha to holy shit this is so incredibly Mm -hmm. sad and awful Mm -hmm. so you live through it Mm -hmm. with him and you get to see you know just the haunted look on his face and here's his man he comes from this you know he grew up in this rich house and he had this like amazing education and he had this just like really cool cushy Mm -hmm. pampered existence and you see this hauntedness that like you know like like it's like Hopefully in the long run, it it makes him a, like a better person. And I think yeah. you see him become a better person yep. over the course of the show too, you yeah. know? And my hope yeah. is that like that as a therapist, that he did get some help, you know, that all of them get <laughs> <Right>. some help <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to get past the trauma yeah, because exactly. yeah. you, you can become, you know, trauma can actually make you, you know, kind of grow as a person. Yeah. 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 Definitely. yeah.
0: Definitely. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to move to, um, moral victory. Okay. That was the pianist? Oh, yeah, the pianist guy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. yes. Yeah. Season eight. Season eight. Yeah, and that was another thing. You know, I think I can relate to Charles in so many different ways. So, you know, like, like, so, you know, and, and I don't, at the risk of sounding like a snob myself, you know, we both have a little Ivy League pedigree. You know, I went to Dartmouth. He went mm-hmm. to Harvard. And, and, and so we have this kind of... Like, okay, you know, look at, look at me, look at my cool Mm -hmm. education, but, but underneath you see this, again, you see like this, this vulnerability and he, you know, he, this, this man, this, the soldier, he gets wounded and he loses a little bit of function in his hand, which to most people would be like, who who gives me this? It's fine. You can get by, Mm -hmm. you know, but this guy's a concert pianist. So like his career got. Ruined in one one fell swoop, and yeah, and 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 Charles keeps on trying to get through to him, just like no, you, you know your career isn't over, you know right. you still have music inside you, and this guy's like, what are you talking about? My right. gift is gone, my hand is right. gone, and and when Charles opens up and shares his own experience, it really. Mm-hmm. You know, you you realize why Charles was trying so hard with him because he's just like you know I wish I could have that (gasps) gift that you have, you know, but I don't. My hands, as he said it, my hands can make a scalpel sing. Right, I could play notes. I could play. I could play a tune on the piano, but I can't make the music that make the feeling of the music. And and I think I think maybe a lot of us. I mean, I can speak for myself. You know where. Like, you know, I'm a musician and I think I have my talents, but I see other musicians with a lot more talent Mm -hmm. and, 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 and just to kind of like, wow, I, you know, like I, I hope you talented person have gratitude for your gift because, because there's a lot of us who just go, wow, I I really wish I had that. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but he turned it into something beautiful. Like, you know, he's just like, "I, I, I wish I had what you have. But you have that music inside you. You still yeah. have it inside your soul. And so mm-hmm. here's this piece of music for the left hand. And let's let's demonstrate that you still have that in you. And mm-hmm. the and the guy was transformed. You see him come to yeah. life as he's playing the piano. And yeah. you know, he starts out the piece kind of like, okay, he's doing it, he's going through the motions. and then toward yeah. the end, his emotions really he's just being moved by the music he's playing. Yeah. And and Charles facilitated that. And I yeah. I, I think that yeah. was just beautiful that he took He took something that he's like, he's sad, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that talent, but he was able to take his experience of that, wishing for that talent, and and say, hey, you still have it, you still have it inside you. So I think that was just such a beautiful moment, yeah.
0: It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. ironically enough, uh, David Ogden Stiers was a conductor for orchestras. Oh, I think I yes. heard that. Yeah, yeah ironically yeah, yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. and he was, from my understanding, a competent French horn player. Mm. So when he had a oh, that one episode where he plays it, I'm like, oh <my> gosh. <laughs> dumb it down there for.
1: That's great.
0: <laughs> and then I, I don't know. I just really think he, he really. Yeah, he really grew on me too. I mean, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. just the depth like you're talking about. And he was such a, almost a contradiction in, in ways. Like yes, yes. A conductor, a musician. Mm-hmm. And then we went uh, to the celebration, uh, the 50th anniversary celebration at Malibu Creek State Park in September. Mm-hmm. And I asked Jeff Maxwell if he skateboarded.
1: Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. if
0: David Ogden stars skateboarded uh to mm-hmm. the to the to the set in downtown LA and he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which I didn't know that. I had no idea.
1: I'm like, wow.
0: <laughs> and if you think about it, I mean, mm-hmm. LA is pretty busy, so uh-huh. I don't know. I just uh-huh. I can't even I can't even imagine that would be hard. That would be a challenge.
1: <laughs> you're you're driving
0: down a, a a street in downtown LA in mm-hmm. the late 70s, early eighties. Right. And you see <laughs> David skateboarding <laughs> to the side. That's awesome. There's Major Winchester skateboarding, <laughs> skateboarding to the side. I mean that just that really um it really was it, uh, highlighted, like I think Jeff mm-hmm. said he would wear like shorts and a t-shirt yeah, to the Yeah,
1: he did say that, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I can't imagine him in anything
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: that casual. Yeah, no, it's hard for me to imagine. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> and I saw him in an interview, I looked him up uh, a few months ago on YouTube, and I saw a an, a, uh, an interview, and he was all dressed very very nicely and everything mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was from a few years ago and uh, he said he uh, bought one of the first Tesla's that ever came out
1: oh no way yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: so really mm. just just a really an amazing talent uh, any mm-hmm. last thoughts about David before we uh, close today and a few yeah
1: yeah no I just, and, and I just, or Charles yeah 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 no it's funny because y- you know you would think I usually kind of go for like the the hero or, or or I used to when I was younger and I think I think you know what's kind of shifted mm, for me is just like I, yeah he's more of the dark horse i guess you could say you know like you know Hawkeye is the oh he's the sexy one and bj's a like, mm, nice sweet guy or whatever and right. you know you know and charles was put there to be the annoyance <gasps> and and yet he just he just became such a just a person of such depth i mean yeah I, you know yeah. and i think i think and again like as like as i said toward the beginning like you know just this vul- vulnerability vulnerability that david Og- ogden Stiers could just like it, it just like very subtle ways that he could just really mm-hmm. really invite invite the viewer into like yeah. wow this is a person of depth who has a lot of deep feelings and mm-hmm. has been through a lot you know so yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i was i was saddened to, to see the, the news of his passing a yeah. few years ago. Because I, I did have a goal of actually going to see him mm. conduct. Because oh. he, he was north of us in mm. Oregon.
1: Right. So okay. it okay. not wow. like he was that far from us. Oh, my gosh. That would have mm. been cool. That would have mm-hmm. been very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Well, thank
0: you for joining me tonight, Becky. I really appreciate it your thoughts, your, your eagerness to uh, try this out with me.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: we will uh, see you all again sometime soon. So have a wonderful week ahead and see you next time.